Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy. I'm your host, and I am so happy that you're here. We're going to open with a segment that I have not done in a very long time. I actually forgot about this segment. I don't know why I haven't done it in so long. It's called Love Hate, and it's when I tell you guys things I'm loving and things I'm hating. I was doing this at the beginning of every episode, and then somebody said that they didn't like it, so I stopped doing it, and I was doing it every now and then, and then it eventually fizzled out, and that makes me sad because I love this segment. I love telling you guys little little updates into my life from that week of things I hated. And full disclosure, normally I do three things I love and three things I hate. This week I have five things I hate and one thing I love. And that's just the kind of week it was. I was a hater this week and I'm, I was going to say I'm not proud of it, but I'm really not ashamed of it either. But let's just dive into the things that I hated this week. The first thing on my list of things I hate is probably one of my least favorite social behaviors. You guys know that I find the breaking of social norms to be particularly spooky. Okay. I don't like when people, you know, make things awkward. I don't like when people, yeah, break social norms. I don't like anything that just disrupts the the normal flow of life. And one of these things happened to me this week and somebody came up to me and they said, do you remember me? First of all, it's a horrible way to start a conversation. Okay. If you are going to go up to somebody and say hi, and you're not sure if they remember you, you should start it with saying, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I am so-and-so never open with, do you remember me? Because if the answer is no, it's awkward all around. It's awkward for everyone involved. It's awkward for you. It's especially awkward for the person who has to say it because they're either going to lie or they're going to have to tell you they don't remember you. Just please, if you've ever done this, reconsider. Reconsider that decision that you've made. This is like right up there with when people tell you to guess how old they are. Another thing I really hate, really. And I always, I'll tell you what's even worse, actually. What's worse than when somebody says, Cause like I asked somebody this like a few months ago, I was like, how old are you? They're like, yes, guess. I'm like, no, but I will do it because I can't say no. Can you imagine if somebody was like, guess how old I am? And you're like, no, I'm not going to. But obviously when somebody tells you to guess their age, you go very young, right? You overcompensate. You tell a 45 year old woman who looks 48, you tell her she looks 28. Okay. Like you just err on the side of too young. Guess what? I did that. I was talking to somebody and I went way younger than I thought they were, like way younger. And my guess was actually three years older than they were. Okay. So just save us all, put us all out of our misery. Stop doing either of those things. Starting with, do you remember me? Or saying, guess how old I am. Okay. uh, The second thing I put on my list of things I hate, this was broad. I don't know why I did this, but I put the internet. I've kind of been on a hating the internet phase lately. I think maybe we all have. I understand the irony here. Okay, you guys are literally using the internet to listen to this podcast. I understand. I'm not, yeah, it's not lost on me. But just the internet, I'll, I'll tell you what made me mad. I was looking through this, this video, or I was watching this TikTok. It was like a lady like doing a birthday party for her kid. And like the top like 50 comments were all how 
they are like, it was all grown adults commenting on this girl's video. That was literally an innocent video of just her, like putting up streamers for her four year old. And it was all these comments being like, I never got this part. I never got this type of party. This is insensitive. This is, I don't want to see this. This is, this is too painful for me because I never got to do these parties or my kids could never have these parties. Or this makes me feel like a bad mom because you're doing this and you're just showing off and you're just showing us all of these things you do. Like, aren't we tired? Aren't we tired? It, it must be a very exhausting way to live, to truly believe that everything on the internet should be tailored to you. That's a very, that's a lot. I don't think I could handle if I thought the internet was, you know, perfectly curated just for me and that everything that I saw on the internet needed my opinion and my, you know, critique. That would be, that would be a full-time job. And so I'm just letting everybody know this feels rude. I feel like this is a rude thing to say, but I just, the internet in general and people's, you know, people's what's, what are the words I'm looking for? Their obsession with everything. Yeah. With everything they see needing to be about them. And if it's not about them or it doesn't perfectly fit in their worldview or their mood that day that they need to make sure that they critique what's happening. I saw a video of a burger being made and they put grilled onions on it. And the top comment was, I don't like onions. It's like, okay, you're not eating it. You, you literally, you don't even have to acknowledge that you're feeling that you, you don't have to tell anybody. I could go on about this, but I will, I will, I will spare you guys all the details of my internet rage lately, but man, I don't know about you guys. I hope the government takes TikTok. I hope they pry it out of my hands. And so I never have to be subject to that ever again, because it's, it's this really sick cycle of being so addicted to TikTok and to my phone and then hating it with everything in me. I got this app actually. Okay. It's called Opal and it like locks your apps. Yeah. I, I know that, that you can do that on your iPhone, but Opal doesn't let you get out of it. Like it doesn't let you put in your code. It does let you take a break sometimes, but you can like set this, you can set the settings to like super hard. So like you literally can't get into your apps. Like, am I five? Am I five years old that I need somebody to take my screen time away? That is such iPad kid behavior. But I did. So yeah, I downloaded Opal. They like assessed my screen time. You guys, if I continue on the path I'm on with my current screen time, it told me that I will spend a total of 17 years on my phone. 17 years. I'm sick. I'm sick. Just, just thinking that's a whole child's life till adulthood. That is every year of a, of a kid's adolescence that I would spend on my phone. So anyway, I, I should probably be able to do this on my own and not need like apps or, you know, the government to take it away from me, but it's just, you know, I'm working through it. Okay. Let's go on to this next thing. I hate this is about Taylor Swift and well, okay. I shouldn't say that it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift and it has to do with, with her fans, with Swifties, with the Swifterhood, which you guys know, I identify as I love Taylor Swift so much. I have a lot of very personal, emotional experiences with her music. I love when artists can do this, when so many people emotionally connect, it's all these shared experiences. It's beautiful, but Swifties, you're being weird. Okay. You're being very weird about the eras tour. And let me tell you why every single eras video that I see has somebody comment or, okay, let me, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase every eras video that I see. That's not somebody who's like a diehard fan. There are hundreds of comments of people saying you don't deserve to be there because you're, you don't know every single song. You don't deserve to have floor seats because that could have gone to somebody who was a bigger fan. Guys, that's weird. That's weird behavior to be mad that somebody decided to spend their money on a ticket for an artist that they like, maybe an above average amount or maybe a below average amount. I don't know. But like that you're mad. First of all, the reason that not everybody got tickets is not because a couple people who aren't diehard Swifties got tickets. Okay. There's only a limited number of tickets. A lot of people were not going to be able to go anyway. Where was I going with this? Oh, it's just, 
It's weird. Or I saw a video of a girl who got tickets to multiple shows and she said, I, I, I feel guilty because I know that there were people who wanted to go, go to multiple shows. Who cares? You spent your money, live your life. Anyway, I just think, I think that that, that weirdness, uh, we could ease up on it. I say we, because again, I, I, what was that word? I identify as a Swifty. So just, you know, live and let live. Okay. The next thing I hate. Oh, this Gwyneth Paltrow trial. Have you guys seen what's going on? It's actually weird and it's happening in Utah. Maybe by the time this comes out, this will be like old news, but basically, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow is on, on trial at trial. I don't know what the phrasing is there because a guy ran into her when he was skiing and then now he's suing her for like, I don't know. He got like he broke his ribs or he and he got a concussion. It's sad because obviously the like whole thing is very uh transparent. It's like this guy finds out that he ran into somebody. It's Gwyneth Paltrow and he's like how can I get some like coin out of this? Uh it, it's just very weird. It's very weird. I don't like I don't like him. He also I don't know. Just the all the vibes are weird. I know we're not all like on team Gwyneth right now. Almond mom vibes only drinks bone broth and eats like one leaf every day. She's problematic in all of her own ways. But this guy who's suing her is bizarre. It's a bizarre thing. So anyway, just hate that. Just hate it. Hate that that is what the world has come to. Okay. The next thing on my list of hates. I hate when a sandwich is on a crusty baguette. I want all of my sandwiches to be on the softest possible bread ever. I get it when the bread needs a little, you know, girth. Okay. When it needs a little bit of crust to hold on toppings, maybe like a meatball sub, but a crusty baguette with sharp edges on a sandwich. Absolutely never, never. I will take a grandma sycamore's spongy, bouncy white bread over any crusty bag, just for a sandwich. I like a baguette on its own or some butter and jam, but with a sandwich, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to be in pain here. Okay. The thing I love this week is succession. (laughs) That was the only thing I liked this week. No, I'm just kidding. I liked, I liked some other things, but that was the thing that came to mind. Succession season four aired and it's amazing. I I think that this is one of the best the best shows on TV, funniest writing, best characters. I love it. I'm hopeful for season four, even though some of the characters were saying that they're not sure if people will like the ending, but you know what? As long as they don't Game of Thrones us, I think I'll be okay. All right. There's my love hates for the day. Now it's time to get into our topic. Our topic today is secret confessions. And I was doing this topic and I was like, oh my gosh, we haven't done this topic in so long. And then I remembered that we actually had just barely done it because that that was the episode that I told you guys about my divorce, which was like the beginning of January. But nevertheless, these get juicy and juicier and juicier. So I like doing these ones. Also, I just feel, I feel this like weird closeness, even though I can't see names or emails or like anything about anyone who submits, I just feel special knowing your secrets. Like a lot of you guys just tell me that you're pregnant or just like fun news like that. And I just love it. So selfishly, this is a favorite, a favorite topic of mine, but let's open with this first one that has no context. So I want to get it out of the way because I'm hoping that somebody will reach out to me and tell me the what's going on. All it says is I've been sleeping with him for more than a year. Mine and his parents don't question a thing. I want to know who you're talking about, but I'm assuming it's a family friend. But then I was like, what if it's his or what if it's her stepbrother? What if like they share a parent? What if we've got a, a little, or what, what's her name? Serena Vanderwoodson, Dan Humphrey situation where their parents are married. That would be weird, but not the weirdest thing I've heard. I just want to put that out there. So if somebody could, somebody could let me know, let me know what's going on here. Okay. Uh, the next secret confession, she says, I've had this habit of snooping, especially when it comes to my stepmom. I've had multiple, or, or sorry, stepmoms. I've had multiple, not at the same time, LOL. One day I was looking through photos on my dad's iPad and there it was a naked photo of my stepmom. To say the least, that ended my snooping days and I'm never getting on the iPad again. Every day I'm just relieved that it was a photo of my stepmom and not my dad. But I don't think I would ever recover if I saw a naked photo of my dad. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think you would. Um just speaking of snooping, I am pro snoop. 
okay, of all sorts, dog, uh, phones, like any, any type. <laughs> oh, it was a dumb joke. Yeah. I think that, I think that snooping should be allowed hot, maybe hot take. I don't know. Snooping within reason. Okay. Don't, don't, don't go crazy. Okay. Like I'll tell you what's a little too far is what I did growing up, which was when my brothers would get in the shower, I would go take their phone and I would read all their texts. That's insane. That's insane behavior for a 14 year old sister to go through her teenage brother's phones. I saw some things that I will never forget. And I will also never share. And I think about them often, but (laughs) nothing like this, no photos, nothing like that. Anyway, uh, that was maybe a bit of an overshare, but it's fine. However, I do think that snooping here's, here's my hot take. I think that you should snoop through his phone every now and then not like not maliciously, but just to check. I don't know. Maybe this is okay. Maybe this is really bad. Maybe this is really bad advice. But now that I'm in my, you know, dating years, I suppose, I think that it, you just a quick check, just a quick check, just a quick little, you know, search your name on their phone and see what comes up. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I hope nobody ever takes my advice or, and I hope nobody I date ever hears this, but yeah, just casually. Okay. Just to get some bonus info and maybe see some potential red flags. Do I have something on my, sorry, I'm filming myself and I thought I saw something on my shirt. If you are watching this on video, I do have a mark on my neck and it's not a hickey. Or is it? No, I'm just kidding. It's not a hickey, but it's it's like directly on top of my throat, which would be a very weird place for a hickey. It was a dry spot and I got a spray tan. Okay, sue me. All right. Let's go on to the next confession. She says, this is my best kept secret. Only my husband knows. And that's because he was there. It's a mix between, let's see, it's a mix between secret confessions and worse sex stories. So be warned, it's not PG. My husband and I lay down a towel when we have sex for all the obvious reasons. Afterward, I always rinse the towel with water from the shower and then I hang it on the shower to dry before putting oh, before putting it with the dirty laundry because I don't want the whole hamper to get damp. Honestly, the dedication but to, like for washing the towel, like kudos. Okay. One weekend, my sister, who was 14 at the time, came to stay with us just for fun. She asked if she could take a shower and I said, of course. After I heard the water turn off, I realized I hadn't gotten her a towel. <laughs> hadn't gotten her a towel. So I knocked on the door and offered her one. She said she used the one I already laid out for her. This is not unusual because whenever she comes over, I have an extra towel hanging up ready for her. So I assumed I'd just forgotten that I'd already done that. Then she comes out wrapped in, you guessed it, the dirty, dirty sex towel. There was no obvious cum or blood. (laughs) That is the worst. That is like the, the worst book in Game of Thrones. It's like Game of Thrones, cum and blood. Um, on it because I had rinsed I had rinsed it, but the towel was by no means clean. She wrapped her hair up in hair up in it and everything. I almost freaked out, but my husband stopped me from saying anything. This was years ago. Sometimes we think we should tell her and laugh about it now, but every time we get close, it's too traumatizing to bring up. I think it would traumatize her. You know, sometimes in in the process of telling secrets or confessing things, you need to ask yourself, who is this for? Like, is this going to make anybody feel better? Because if years later somebody came to me and they said, "Hey," You wrapped your hair up in a towel covered in common blood. I would say, why would you tell me that? I was living my life just fine without that, that knowledge. There was, there was no reason for you to tell me that. So just, you know, sometimes confessing is not always the, the way to go. Okay, next one. When I was a sophomore in high school, I was on the swim team and my coach signed me up for the 100 meter butterfly, a very hard stroke and longer than I was comfortable swimming. I was freaking out, but she wouldn't let me drop it. So in the event before it, I made it look like I went off the board weird and I told her I hurt my knee, which she believed. So I'm crying and my mom takes me to the athletic trainer who says just ice it and go on crutches and she couldn't see anything wrong. I was so committed to the lie that I was on crutches for two weeks and I had my parents take me to get an MRI. Not to mention, obviously they, they didn't find anything. I wasted my parents' money, not to mention I'm a liar all caps. I feel terrible that it got to that point and went so far. And I truly don't know if I'll ever tell my parents the truth, even though it's been six years, it makes me cringe. And I feel so embarrassed. We've all been there. We've discussed this before. Why is faking an injury when you are a young teenager? So chic. I can't explain it. Mine was my elbow and I permanently messed up my elbow by faking an injury. So crime pays. Okay. Wait, crime pays. Crime doesn't always pay. 
I don't actually know if that's the saying now that I'm saying it. Whatever. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. Finish this sentence in your mind. I deserve a sex life that is what? What comes to mind for you? Don't be afraid to say it. Don't be afraid to manifest it. Speak it into existence because whatever it is, you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters, and you can discover stories about whatever it is that turns you on. Maybe it's hot and heavy hookups or second chance romances. Maybe it's friends with benefits. Maybe it's hookups with your boss. Whatever it is, don't be afraid to indulge yourself a little bit. They're also radically inclusive and they have stories for straight and queer listeners. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories that you can read. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com bad. That's dipsystories.com slash bad for 30 days of full access for free. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process because we're always going to be growing. We're always going to be changing. Life is always going to throw us new situations and we're going to have to figure out why we do what we do, how we handle things and how we can get better. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and your understanding because sometimes when we don't know what we want and we don't know why we react the way we do, we can kind of dig ourselves into a hole. That's why talking through things can help us so much. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Every time I have a big life change, the first thing I know I need to do is get into therapy. Go talk to my therapist, Kathy. Let her know what's going on. Talk about why I'm handling it the way I am and how I can do it in a more healthy way. If you've been on the fence about starting therapy or you're not sure where to begin, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It takes all the annoying little things about starting therapy and fixes them for you. You don't have to sit in traffic. You don't have to sit in a waiting room. You don't have to worry about switching therapists because they make it all very easy. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bad. Okay, next one. My son is scared to ride on my parents' side-by-side. I I don't know what a side-by-side is, okay? I didn't grow up with, like, I didn't grow up with, like, gadgets, if if you know what I mean. Like, I didn't grow up, like, boating or, like, four-wheeling or using, like, a, a razor. Razor? Ranger? But she says later in the story that this is a ranger. I'm just assuming it's something like that. My son is scared to ride on my parents' side-by-side. No one knows why. I know why. I took him for a ride on it right after it rained and we got stuck. In an attempt to get us unstuck, the ranger dug deeper into the mud and ended up slipping partially off the dirt embankment that we were on. It was a slow slip, not scary, and I was focused on trying to get us out. I guess I assumed he was holding on, but he wasn't, and the ranger was tilted off the road, and he just kind of rolled off the ranger and landed right in the mud. (laughs) He was completely unharmed, but definitely traumatized. Poor kid doesn't know why he's so scared to ride it and always insists on someone else driving instead of me. I'm always like, yeah, weird. I don't know why he's so scared. (laughs) I feel like, like we've done episodes about bad parenting moments before, but there's never, like, I feel like everybody always wants to tell me, like, this feels like pretty mild to me. I I don't know. It just feels like, you know, he's not hurt. It happens. Kids fall. But I always want to know like the really bad ones, like the bad, like the ones you wouldn't even tell your partner about, like the ones that you just pray your child forgot about. Like, cause I'm not a parent yet, but I, I feel like everybody has these where you're like, so glad that you don't live on a reality television show because if so, like things could get bad. 
not anything on purpose, obviously. I hope that goes without saying always. But, you know, just like weird little accidental things that happen with kids. There's got to be so many of them that we don't tell each other about. Probably for a good reason. We don't tell each other about like times our kids like almost slip and die or something. Okay, next one. I Google the ending to almost everything. Reality TV, movies, shows, not books, but I never tell anyone. And then people think I'm super intuitive when I'm right about my predictions. <laughs> I uh, I usually look up spoilers for basically everything. I also like to read synopses, synopses of movies, like as I'm watching it, just to make sure I'm getting all of the, inf- like all of the relevant information. And I said this on my Instagram. I don't know if it was on my, on the public one or on my Patreon, but like I suck at predicting the ending of things. I never catch it. I didn't even see the the twist in Frozen, okay, where Hans is like actually a bad guy. That floored me. I think I was the only person in the theater, even with, even the toddlers knew, even the toddlers were like, his vibes are off. I was like, I can't believe she found a prince. That's crazy. So yeah, I like to, I like to do that. If I predicted something correctly, no one would believe me. Otherwise, I would take this one. Okay, next one. I bought, this is the next confession. I bought my first ever vibrator last week. Still too scared to try it out. In parentheses, she says, I am a virgin. That can be scary. Those things are are weird. Again, I think about, you know, what the other planets think about us when we start doing weird sex stuff, but vibrators aren't weird. I don't really know any girl who doesn't use one either alone or with somebody else. Like they're very common. Have at it, girl. Use the code bad for Dipsy. Get those sexy audio stories going. Okay, next one. One time when I was making out with a boy, I fell asleep. I picked this one because it brought up a funny memory, not memory, a quality of mine that I don't think I've ever told you guys. So fighting makes me tired. Like fighting, like arguing with with a partner makes me immediately tired. I don't know why. Somebody is going to message me and say it's a trauma response. I'm sure you're right. Whatever. For now, it's just a funny little quirk. But if I start arguing with somebody, I get immediately tired. It is the worst. It is the worst thing because it comes across like I'm so desperately uninterested in figuring something out with someone or like that I'm bored by what they're saying or like them expressing how they're feeling to me is like, I don't want to hear like, which couldn't be further from the truth. It just, when I start to argue, I get tired. I don't know what it is. I have fallen asleep in so many different arguments. It's so offensive. I would be offended if somebody did it to me. So I'm by no means defending it. I'm just saying, can someone help me out? I have, I have fight induced narcolepsy. That's got to be real. Okay, next one. I have a crush on my manager at work, but I'm married. Physically, he looks a lot more like my usual type. Long hair, dark, worn, long hair, dark, worn in a bun, piercings, and older than me. My husband is blonde, blue eyes, and younger than me. I try so hard not to flirt with him, but I can't help it that I have little inside jokes with him or I just get excited when he and I work together. Recently, I've been feeling like he's been flirting back with me and asking for my help on something and then keeping me next to his desk for a while just in case he needs me for something else. I'm moving away soon and he told me that before I move, he would come into work with his hair down for me because I mentioned how curious about what it would look like. I've talked about this in therapy and I feel so guilty. I've been trying to find an ick or turn off or something to make this magical man this magical maimed man less attractive, but I haven't yet. I'm just grateful I'm moving far away so I don't have to worry about it anymore. This kind of, this does tie into that concept that I was talking about a few weeks ago about like filling in the blanks about somebody. Like you don't know everything about them. So you convince yourself that they're perfect. I'm sure he's got icks. Okay. I'm sure. Give me 25 minutes with the guy and I'll give you 40 different icks. However, I don't think that this is that. First of all, I don't think it's abnormal. I don't think it's bad. I mean, you're not acting on it. I just feel like it's usually it's usually the case. I don't know. I just don't know anybody who gets married and has never once thought another guy was attractive or like like every woman married woman I know has like had a sex dream about somebody else. Like that's not it's not the craziest thing in the world. When you start like acting on it or like you start telling him and then you start like sexting or something, that's when things get weird. But I don't think having a crush on somebody, I feel like I have crushes on people all the time. I feel like I feel like randomly, like in a relationship or out of a relationship, sometimes I'm like, I might have a crush on this person. I feel like it's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Just appreciate, appreciate the view of the magical maimed man. This episode might be full of a lot of terrible takes. Sometimes I don't know. 
sometimes I record an episode and I'm like, that hit, that had some good advice. I really feel good about that. And this is going to be one that ends that I'm going to be like, please nobody judge me or, you know, take my advice. (laughs) Okay. This next one, I've stopped washing my hands after I pee. Like if a little trickle gets on my hand when I wipe, then for sure I wash my hands. But if they're dry, I don't even think twice. I get where you're going with this. And in your own home, I don't think it's that crazy. I would never do it, but I don't think it's that crazy. But if you're in a public restroom, think of all the areas that you touch. Like you have to open the the stall door. You have to, you know, flush. Usually you have to touch the door to get into the bathroom. Like there's a lot of things that you're touching. How about we just err on the side of let's wash our hands? I feel like that was that that's like a that's a tried and true. That's a tried and true thing. We know we know that washing our hands works. Also, this just reminded me thinking about public restrooms. Somebody once told me that the first stall in a public restroom is always the cleanest because it's the one that's used the least, which I kind of get. Who goes in the first stall? I always opt for the one right next to the accessible stall. I don't know why. Just a comfort comfort thing for me. It's my home stall. Okay. All right. Let's go on to our next confession. I'm really outing myself here. So I'm praying none of my coworkers listen to this episode. If you read this, oh, listen to this episode. If you read this, I'm sorry for how long it is. It's not that long, actually. Just by the way, let me set the scene for you. It's early summer 2021. We have just returned back to the office. It's the beginning of the workday and I have to poop. So I go and it's a bad one. I'm worried about the toilet flushing, but it goes down and I walk away and return to my desk, which is on the floor below the bathroom. A few minutes later, my coworker, who's whose desk is directly under the bathroom upstairs, says there's water dripping on his desk. I realize I can hear water dripping in the conference room next door, so I go look. Water is just pouring out of the ceiling vent, running down the walls and pooling all over the floor. Someone opens the storage room door and there's water dripping from the ceiling in there too. It's all over the Wi-Fi router, all of our office decorations, and all of our storage supplies. We go upstairs. Sure enough, the toilet is overflowing and everyone on that upstairs floor is standing around. That's when I see it a poop, presumably mine, floating at the top of the toilet bowl, nearly hitting the toilet seat. (laughs) There's poop on the ground. Water is everywhere. It's all my fault. The carpet outside of the bathroom and downstairs on my working floor is soaked with my poop water. And the building owner took over a week to get someone out there to clean it. So we had to deal with soggy, poopy carpet for days. No one at work knows it's me. Maddie, I have carried this weight with me for years. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to get this off my chest. That is, you know, but the thing is, is that plausible deniability, you know, no one will ever know that's you. That is the comforting thing. Okay. Unless it's like, you know, you're alone in a house with somebody like then It's obviously you, but in a public place, no one would ever know that. What are they going to do? Take a sample, DNA test it, get your sample and, you know, cross examine it. It's, it's fine. You can blame it on anybody you want. I don't know if I picked this one, but first of all, a lot of you guys eat your boogers. i I don't know about that one. But another one that I thought was kind of genius. I feel like some of the some can like when you guys confess like how you got away with things. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm gonna like put that in my back pocket. But somebody said that they always wipe their boogers on their kid's diaper. I don't know about you, but life hack. All right. I don't know what brought that up. I guess we're just talking about poopy things. All right, next one. I work in an OR, in parentheses, she said operating room as though I have not seen Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Push one of Epi. As a surgical tech, my job is to make sure everything stays sterile and nothing becomes contaminated and assist the surgeon with the operation. One of my first surgeries we were doing, we were doing a spine surgery, which is surgery you definitely want to make sure is as sterile as possible. During the procedure, my glove got a hole in it, which is a huge problem. Usually you are, I, I saw the episode of Grey's Anatomy with Dr. Bailey when she pops a glove or when she thinks she has a hole in her glove. I don't know. Uh, usually you're supposed to say you popped a glove, leave the OR and re-scrub. Instead, I said nothing because I was terrified what the surgeon would do. So for several weeks, I prayed that that patient wouldn't get an infection or be paralyzed. Couldn't you get, couldn't you go to jail for that? Like, I feel like, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have such a judgmental tone. This was a judgmental free secret confessions. It doesn't sound like anything bad happened. So you're in the clear, but that's bad. That seems bad. So I'm glad nothing bad happened, but wowza. Yeah. (laughs) 
This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Way. You guys know that I love an everything shower. I know we all have different, you know, different ways of doing an everything shower. But personally, for me, it's not a Maddie Murphy everything shower unless I am dripping head to toe in whey products. I actually just got extensions a few weeks ago. So my scalp has needed a little bit more TLC than it normally would. I'm also not washing my hair as often because, you know, blow drying these things is a journey. So what I use from whey right now, I'm using a lot of their detox shampoo because I'm not washing my hair as often, I want to make sure every time I do, it's getting super clean. I use their treatment mask right after that. And then I'm finishing it with the scalp serum because there's just, you know, there's more tension on my head with the extensions. I want to make sure it's staying healthy. It's not, you know, getting itchy or anything like that. And then of course, you guys know my favorite product from them, which is the scalp and body scrub. I use that from head to toe. I love it so much. Way has everything you need to reset your scalp, reset your hair, get, you know, shake off the winter blues, get your hair looking shiny and long and healthy and less dull. It's almost spring. You know, the sunshine is right around the corner. We got to be looking sleek and fresh. So the way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to theway.com, which is T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code BAD for 15% off your entire purchase. Once again, that is T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code BAD for 15% off your entire purchase. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez, and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. All right, next one. When I was 16, my boyfriend loved sending me dick pics but I secretly hated it. I pretended like I liked, I pretended to like getting them and would say godly, wait, godly, embarrassing. I don't know if they were godly, but I would say embarrassing things back to him. Anyway, I didn't have Snapchat for a period of time. So we would send pictures to each other over Instagram. Holy risky. Okay. Sending actual photos over Instagram. That's the, that's my last choice. One night he was sending me a picture and I accidentally sent it to my mom. She knew him pretty well since we were dating and she even worked at the high school we went to. He called me in full panic mode. And oh, he actually sent it to her. Okay. She didn't send it to her mom. He sent it to her, his, her mom. He called me in a full panic mode and told me I snuck into my mom's room and opened the picture and deleted it before my mom saw it. I've never told anyone, but it's so absolutely cringe thinking about it. Yeah. Nothing. First of all, dick pics can't say they're my cup of tea, but I'm not, I'm not one to judge if you're into them. They're just, they're not my thing. But there's nothing quite like, you know, participating in that, sending messages like that, you know, and then going back after you're like not horny anymore and reading them. (laughs) That is truly, oh, that is, that is truly when you feel, feel furthest from God is when you have to confront what you did in the light of day. Because, you know, when you're in the mood, it's like, it's, it's easy to be like, this is good. This is normal. This is fun. But then, you know, post not clarity, as they say, kicks in and those become your, your greatest shame. Okay. (laughs) Next one. I think my friend's kid is not cute and also a really weird dot, 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 weird, weird kid. (laughs) I'm also about 99% sure her husband is gay and she either doesn't know or actively ignores it. Nothing wrong with it. Want happiness for both of them, but obviously makes marriage a little hard. That makes it tough. That makes it tough. But let's go back to the concept of thinking your kid or your friend's kid is ugly and weird. I think most kids are weird. I'm I'm thinking about all the kids I know in my life. I would say about 89% of them are extremely weird. Also the cuteness thing, maybe he'll grow out of it. Maybe, maybe it's just a phase, but good on you for being supportive and not saying any of this to her face. People always say, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I know so many people that were like, Hey, when I have a kid, if my kid is ugly, tell me, like, let, let me know. I wouldn't never, 
I would never tell somebody that their kid is ugly, nor do I want anyone to come to me with that information. First of all, because it's subjective. Okay. Because if I have a kid, I already know I'm going to think it's the cutest thing that's ever existed. If somebody came to me and they were like, Hey, I need to let you know something. Your kid is ugly. Who is that helping? Let's revisit the concept of is confessing always the right thing to do. Sometimes lying is good. Okay. Sometimes lying is necessary. Sometimes we need somebody to just sugarcoat it a little bit. No, I, I can't imagine that it would, it would help any friendship for somebody to be like, you know what? Got to get it off my chest. Your kid is not only ugly, but really weird. Okay. Next one. This one's absolutely wild. I used to pee in my friend's loft instead of going downstairs to pee. Hear me out. I'm trying. I'm trying to hear you out, but this one's rough. We slept in the loft. The bathroom was down a creaky set of stairs attached to a bedroom. I am unfortunately a frequent middle of the night peer. And because of, does peer have three E's? She just wrote peer, P-E-E-R. But if you were to write a peer, could that be the only three consecutive E word in the English language? It might be. Um, and because of my people pleasing, I was too scared to wake up anyone and would have rather peed on a corner of the loft than go downstairs and wake everybody up. Don't justify this with your people pleasing. Okay. Don't try and do that. It's still weird. And dare I say a bigger inconvenience for the people around you (laughs) being on the corner, being in the corner on the carpet. Imagine somebody woke up, imagine somebody woke up and saw you actively purposely peeing. Cause you're not like, you can't fake that. You can't be like, Oh, I wet the bed. I'm so sorry. It's like, no, like your friend wakes up and like your pants around your ankles and you're in squat, you're in full squat, fully awake, fully aware, just being like the stairs are creaky. I don't know what to do. It's weird. That was judgy. I'm sorry. I promise you this one, this one, uh, be a judgy place. That was, that one was hard though. When you're peeing on the carpet. Okay. Next one. I think about divorce a lot. The thing is my husband is great. He's supportive and a great partner. I just always feel like he isn't obsessed with me and showing me love. Even when I tell him I want to be surprised and have him be my biggest hype man, it all sounds selfish and it doesn't sound, it doesn't feel like a reasonable reason to get divorced. I have no idea how to know when the marriage isn't right. And when I'm just hoping something else would be more exciting and maybe marriage just loses excitement for sure. Like obviously later on in a marriage feels different than when you're first dating, like you communicate differently. Everything's like, there's a lot of differences in early stages of dating and then later years of being married. Obviously that's why people talk about the honeymoon phase. I, oh, it's hard to talk about divorce because I, I try not to project, uh, but I do project about 100% of the time. First of all, divorce is not the scariest thing in the world. We all talk like it's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's actually a very beautiful, beautiful beginning. If it's, if that's the route you decide to go, I don't think there's a, a bad reason to get divorced. You know, if you're unhappy, if you genuinely feel like something else would be better for you, if you feel like it's not fair to him to be with him, like there's no, you know, you don't need to shame yourself or guilt yourself into staying. However, obviously there's always alternative routes to take before you go down the divorce route. You know, maybe it's therapy talking about it, you know, I, I don't know, trying, trying and new fun things together, going on a trip. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different ways to, to revamp. And sometimes I'm, I'm noticing this more with like just life that usually the key ingredient is just a little bit of time, just a little bit of time after, you know, communicating what you need, seeing if things improve, seeing if there is, you know, a different option, but then not being afraid if the time comes and you realize like, you know, maybe divorce is the option that I want. I feel I would be happier. Maybe he would be happier. That's okay too. That's okay. If at the end of the time you give yourself, that's your conclusion. There's no reason to say, yeah, just give yourself time and then stick it out no matter what, you know, give yourself time and then do what feels best after you give yourself that time. Okay. Next one. I was on a date with this boy that was slightly older than me and had an impressive future ahead of himself. So needless to say, I was trying to be impressive. He took me out to a sushi or to sushi since I had never had it in my whole life. I drank so much water while eating because I just wasn't used to eating sushi and my mouth really needed some liquid to get all of the rice down. Well, because of my lack of confidence, I thought using the restroom looked like a weakness. I can't explain it, but it was real. So I didn't use the restroom before we had left the restaurant thinking we would just go home. Well, little did I know he had a whole second part of this date planned at the park. So here I am sitting on the grass on his blanket and sure enough, I can't hold it anymore. And I just pee my pants because it was dark. I never said anything. 
and I just tried to make the doorstop drop off quick so he wouldn't notice. I'm sure he noticed when his blanket was soaked after the date and just never said anything. I recently peed my pants and I am not proud of it. It was at a party and I went downstairs and I had a bodysuit on, but then I also had a thong on. I don't know why I wore underwear with my bodysuit. That's very out of character for me. But I was like, I don't want to unbutton my bodysuit. I just am going to pull it over to the side. So I pulled my bodysuit over, but I still had my underwear on. So I peed just in my underwear. I guess the, I don't know if this counts as peeing your pants, but I didn't notice till I put my bodysuit back on and then my jeans back on. And I had like a light wash jean on and it was soaked. It was, it was soaked through. So then I had to borrow some sweatpants from Lucy and those soaked through. I'm sorry, Lucy. Uh, she knows the story, but still, it was just a really, it was a really, you know, it was a really degrading experience for all of us. Sorry that that happened to you on a date too. Dates are so scary. And then when scary stuff happens, it's like nightmare fuel. Okay. Next one. Hello, Maddie. I am platonically in love with you, but that's not my confession. I think I'm a bad mom. When my son is crying out in his bed, never more than like 20 minutes, I don't feel any remorse. I don't feel bad for him. He's fed, he's dry, and he sleeps with like five pacifiers in his bed in case he loses one. But I'm currently listening to him cry and I'm working in my office and I just don't feel any guilt. That's all. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, obviously you probably know what I'm going to say, which is I think that moms feel too much guilt. I think that it's okay if, you know, when he cries it out, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I know this is probably hot topic amongst you mothers out there, do you let him cry it out? Do you go get him? Do you, I don't know, sleep train, co-sleep. I, I don't know. But it seems like, it seems like a lot of people I know, let them cry it out. And I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy when you know that they have everything they need. You're not being neglectful. Sometimes babies just cry and sometimes they just need to, you know, self-soothe, self-soothe. That's the word that I was looking for. Sometimes they just need to self-soothe. I mean, I've never read a parenting book, but a lot of TikToks I come across say that same thing. So obviously it's science. Uh, next uh, confession. I'm in love with my husband's brother. Every husband listening to this just looked at their wife. Just because you don't, you don't know for sure. It could be unless you don't have brothers. This could be your wife. Just saying, step it up. She could be in love with your brother. Okay. Next one. I have, oh, I meant to say this one at the beginning when I was talking about, about Taylor Swift. I have three, t I have tickets to three Taylor Swift shows, but I'm afraid to tell anyone and have them judge me because I know a lot of people didn't get any tickets. That's not your problem. That's not your problem. If you paid, if you wanted to spend your money on Taylor Swift tickets and that's what you like to spend your money on, you don't owe anybody, anybody an explanation. Aren't there bands where people like follow them around the country? Isn't that like how Grateful Dead fans are? Like, don't they go to literally every concert? You would never find somebody who's like, well, you've already been to one, so you don't get to go. It's like, no, this is how I want to spend my time and money. And I'm a fan and I want to go. So don't feel bad about it. Okay. Next one. I'm married. I have one child and I don't think I'm straight. I'm young and I have no idea how to move forward. The thought of getting divorced scares the hell out of me, especially now that we have a kid together, but also the idea of staying in a marriage I'm no longer happy in. I'm no longer happy. And my truest self in is also terrifying. I don't think I'm a lesbian. I'm more on the buy side, but I lean towards women. The idea of being with a woman is exciting, but I don't feel like I can leave my marriage, especially because my husband is such a good dad and tries really hard to be a good husband and support me or my passion and my passions. Maybe a judge Maddie ruling on this one. I'm so lost. I just, I get it. I get the, the, you know, the back and forth, the pros and cons list that there's, you know, there's, both options feel wrong. Both options feel right. It's like a very confusing thing. I just feel like it can usually be summed up in the fact that you deserve to be happy. You know, you deserve to be happy. He deserves to be happy. Everybody deserves that. And unfortunately, sometimes pain is the bridge to the land of happiness. I just thought of that. I don't know if that works, but it sounds really good. But sometimes you got to, you know, you got to walk over that bridge. Sometimes the thing that's on the other side is better, but the thing that's right in front of us, that's blocking that, that other, that new, that new life, that new land as sometimes it's really painful. And I can speak firsthand when I say that the scary thing is not as scary as you think it is. First of all, second of all, the thing on the other side is beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous, delicious life, living your truest, living as your truest self. I think that that's an amazing thing that you should chase. 
That's my that's my uh, two cents. Okay, uh, the last one, which is upsetting. I usually leave you guys with the most upsetting one. I don't know why I think it's funny. I kissed my cousin at another cousin's wedding. We were like 14 or 15, but I still want to throw up thinking about it. I had somebody tell me once that everybody has a cousin that they have a crush on. I want to go on record and say that I do. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a crush on any of my cousins. I don't even know all of my cousins' names. But yeah, kissing your cousin feels like when you're 14 or 15. I mean, if you're like five and six, I get it. 14 and 15 feels too old. Like Mean Girls was out by then. We knew. We knew not to kiss cousins, second cousins. Like we knew all of that. Again, I'm sorry that I just judged you, but (laughs) kissing your cousin feels feels like I should just get a slight roast. Slight roast. Again, I love being a part of your little secrets. Also, congrats to everybody who submitted and just said that they were pregnant. I'm so happy for you. I love babies. I love when people are pregnant. I love when my friends have kids. I love being around. I just love, sometimes I like love my own nieces and nephews so much that it starts to overflow and I start to love other people's nieces and nephews. Like I want everybody to send me pictures of, of their baby all the time. I love seeing weird stuff babies do. I love seeing them grow and talk and babble. And if your kid does anything cool, I promise you, I will think it's as cool as you. And I'm not trying to be like altruistic here. I just, I have a, I, I just like kids. I don't know. I just like, I like your kid. And I like all of the future bad broads that are listening in utero right now. Okay. That's where we're going to wrap it up. Weird rant to end on. You know, we started with me hating the internet, ended with me loving kids, which I think could probably sum me up pretty well. I should put that on my dating profile. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Uh, some reminders. Let's see. Uh, merch available on Dear Media. Patreon available for bonus content. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends about the podcast. Oh, somebody messaged me because last week I told you guys, I said, you're my little missionaries. And somebody messaged me and this, they said, I'm spreading the word of broad. And that made me really happy. I'm going to put that on a shirt soon. Yeah. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, post on social media. I will see a lot. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's in May. I was going to say, I'll see a lot of you at the Dear Media IRL event, but that is the first week of May, not the first week of April. Glad I realized that right now before I, you know, like packed for it. Okay. I love you all so much. I will see you guys next week for a new episode of the Bad Broadcast. Remember to always be safe, be kind, be hot, take care of yourselves. I love you so much. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the -the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.